What is up, everyone? And thank you for tuning in to the Coping Pod. This is Dominic Taverna coming to you live from my apartment in South Buffalo slash West Seneca here in Buffalo, New York. I, it's been a minute. I will uh, not lie to you. It's been a minute since we've sat down and had a conversation here on the Coping Pod. And uh, I am super excited to come back and uh, sit behind the microphone uh, here in my home editing suite and uh, talk to you about what is going on in the world of mental health. Um, I don't even know what episode this is, but I know it's 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 a while coming. So um, I am super excited that um, we're back and we're here and uh, we're talking about mental health. And I, I was ready to actually do another episode for you, but I was I was waiting until we were going to have um, more time. Um, kind of when things c- calm down and uh, from the uh, from what was going on in the United States, the world, I wanted to wait until things calm down to really start digging into it. Um, I do believe in talking about things too soon. So I wanted to wait. Um, and then we could, you know, we're going to dive into it today. Obviously, what's going on in the news, you guys know what's going on with the school shootings, the gun violence, it's just the gun violence is running rampant in this country. And whether you're pro gun, anti gun, whatever, you I think both sides agree that there needs to be something uh, done to curb the violence. So we're going to talk about that and more today on the coping pod. Welcome back, and uh, thank you for tuning into the Coping Pod right here on Spotify, YouTube, and any social media that we post this. By the way, I'm uh, coming to you live, well, not live, but I'm coming to you from my apartment in South Buffalo here, Buffalo, New York, and uh, yeah. So let's let's deep let's like start getting into it here. Um, there's a lot of stuff to unpack, especially now in the news in 2022, what's going on in the world, and I know there's a, people could feel overwhelmed and. Um, you know, you can, uh, you, you may not be able to feel like you could cope with this news. Like this, this da- it feels like it's a daily occurrence of like negative news that is just coming out of the woodworks. Whether you watch CNN, whether you watch Fox, whether you watch NBC, whatever you get your news, I feel like no matter where you get your news from, it's just been a daily occurrence of negative, negative press here in the United States at least. And I do have friends in Canada and I also have friends in Italy who are like, um, what is going on in the United States? Frankly, I really don't know. Um, and here's my stance about it. Because um, obviously I'm in Buffalo. We've had, we had a mass shooting here weeks ago. Um, and then in Texas with the school shooting, which was just... I still can't wrap my head around what exactly happened in, uh, in that situation. I mean, I couldn't imagine being a parent and losing a child that age to that senseless gun violence. Um, it's great. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's something I can, I don't think I'll ever be able to comprehend it, but it's something that is very hard for me to wrap my head around. And the way I cope with that is I try not to think about it. I just, I, I, I did my, like, obviously you think about it when the news, you, you hear about it, you think about it, obviously I did say a prayer and, you know, of course I, I did write a letter. Um, I wrote a letter and I'm not going to read it on here. But I wrote a letter to my congressman um, about what I think some of the, these issues are. Now, what I've been hearing in the news in the past like three weeks is half the people are saying it's a mental illness issue, and the other half are saying it's it's a gun issue. There's no really there's no one really saying it's it's a it's a both it's two of them combined. It's it's a 
It's a mental health issue, and it's a gun issue. You mix those two, there's bad results here. And then you get, there's a lot of mental health advocates out there that are basically calling me out saying it's not a mental health issue. It's a gun issue. They're basically saying, don't even, you know. But my thing is with that, even if you don't believe it's a mental health issue, don't, and if, if, if you're for mental health treatment, don't you want people to talk about it? Don't you want people to talk about mental health? About how the system in America is just systematically broken? For mental health? Yeah, I mean, I don't care whether you think it's a mental health issue or not. It's turning into a mental health issue. I mean, there's no denying it. You can't get out there and say it's not a, it's just a, it's, you can't get out there and say it's just a gun issue. I was like that for a while when we, when I would see these shootings happen. I'd say, well, no one should own an assault style rifle. You know, obviously, I, I think that. I think no one should own, an assault style rifle, but I also think that in this country, you're never going to, I'm a realist. I don't think you're ever going to pass a law that says someone can't own that. Um, do I, you know, I, I don't really think you should be allowed to own that. But again, like I said, I'm a realist. It's never going to get repealed. So I'm not going to fight for that. I'm going to fight for mental health treatment, fixing the system, which is severely broken in the United States. And then possibly making some gun laws to go along with that to prevent this from happening. Because a lot of people say, oh, well, if you get rid of the guns, the criminals are just going to get them. Yeah, that's true. But you could say that for a lot of things. And I think if we start talking about mental health with this, I mean, the system is broken. I mean, if you're just listening to this podcast today, if this is your first time, uh, you would know, well, if it's not your first time, you would know this, I know the system is terrible. And I worked in the system as a mental health tech in a, in a psych unit. I was a, I was a, uh, a patient on a psych unit. Over 50% of Americans living with mental illness do not receive treatment for their disorder, leaving more than 27 million people in America Without mental health care. Let me read that again. 27 million. 27 million people without mental health care in the United States of America, according to a 2022 Mental Health America statistics. More than 60% of kids and young adults with major depression do not receive treatment. Even in states with good access to mental health care, almost one in three children do not get professional help. I can read statistics to you all day long about how terrible... This is a couple weeks ago, the Surgeon General of the United States spoke to Congress about mental health. Here's some things that he had to say about it. Because I'm deeply concerned as a parent and as a doctor that the obstacles this generation of young people face are unprecedented and uniquely hard to navigate. And the impact that's having on their mental health is devastating. There are a number of longstanding preventable factors that are driving this crisis. The recent ubiquity of technology platforms, especially social media platforms, have had harmful effects on many children. And meanwhile, progress on the issues that will determine the world this generation will inherit, like economic inequality, climate change, racial injustice, LGBTQ rights, the opioid epidemic, and gun violence, feels too slow. 
It's undercutting the fundamental un American promise for many of our children, their hope in the possibility of a better future. All of these factors affecting youth mental health were true before the COVID-19 pandemic, but the last two years have dramatically changed young people's experiences at home, at school, and in their communities. It's not just the unfathomable number of deaths or the instability, it's also the pervasive sense of uncertainty and the nagging sense of fear. It's the isolation from loved ones, from friends, and from communities at a moment where human support systems are irreplaceable and more needed than ever before. But at the heart of our youth mental health crisis is a pervasive stigma that tells young people they should be embarrassed if they are struggling with depression, anxiety, stress, or loneliness. It makes a human condition feel inhuman. But senators, we are on the verge of beating back one public health crisis in COVID-19 only to see another grow in its place. In 2019, the year before the pandemic, one in three high school students reported feeling persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness, up 40%, 40% from a decade prior. From 2011 to 2015, youth psychiatric visits to emergency departments for depression, anxiety, and behavioral challenges increased by 28%. Between 2007 and 2018, suicide rates among youth age 10 to 24 increased by 57%, a total of 65,026 young people lost. As devastating as these numbers are, the real tragedy is that we are failing as a country to adequately respond to them. Even before the pandemic, we were not doing enough to provide adequate care and treatment options in every community. And COVID-19 has only made that disparity worse. I mean, so there it is. I mean, I, it, I've been saying this for years, um, even before COVID. I, I, it just amazes me to see that there's so much lack of mental health care in this country, but then there's so lack, there's a lot of adults in the room, in government, I should say, that are failing to respond to this issue. They're not. Nothing's being done. I mean, there's. I, I worked in a school. I, I worked in two schools, and there was one school psychologist. Now, there's. You can have a million guidance, million counselors, a million whatever, but there was. There's always been one school psychologist for the whole entire school. Now, tell me if that's right to you. Does that seem right to you? Now, for maybe a small school that has maybe a couple hundred students, whatever, but when you're talking about a large school system that has a lot of students, you think one psychologist is enough? Maybe you could get away with that back whenever, but you can't get away with that now. There needs to be, there needs to be change here. And I can't say for sure that school shootings or shootings in general would lessen if we started getting involved in mental health care, but I can tell you we should at least try. And like I've said this a million times on this show, this is what happens if you go into a psych unit. Normally, the only reason you'd be admitted into a psych unit is if you're a threat to yourself and others and you make that known. If you make that known. Now, you might not even be going to see a counselor, but you may have a friend that is scared and calls crisis services, and then yes, you get admitted. You'll stay in the psych unit for however long they keep you. They may give you some medication. And then once they're done, 
and they the doctor in the psych unit believes that he or she uh, did enough treatment on the patient, that patient is released back into the general public with no supports, with no counselor, with no psychiatrist, with no psychologist, with no appointments, nothing. And you're expecting that person who went in alone looking for a team to help that person after a few days is ready to back, be back out on the street alone? No, you're. You, I mean, it's fucked up. But yet these senators, these lawmakers, these school personnel, they fail to see what the problem is. It's a, it's a chain. If we got involved in students' lives at, as a psychologist or as a social worker, you need to be checking in on these students on a daily basis. And I understand if you're only one person for the whole entire school, go to the school board. Speak up. There needs to be at least, I think, 15 or 18 school site. Well, there needs to be 15 or 18 school social workers at a large school. There needs to be at least three or four psych- psychologists. It's it's an epidemic, a mental health epidemic. And you're and you're you're you're, you're treating COVID in schools, wearing masks, they're doing all these precautions. But what about mental health? They're doing nothing. And I know teachers are frustrated. I know parents are frustrated because there's only so much a teacher can do. Parents need to get more involved in your children's mental health. A social worker needs to be more involved in a school with more social workers. If, if you had like 12 or 13 or 14 social workers in a school, you could have a nice caseload of students for each one that you would be able to check on, if not every day, every other day. When I say check on, you bring the student in to your office and you say, here's your goals. How are you feeling? What's home life, home life like? You talk to them. I'm not a MD. I didn't even graduate college, but I'm I'm just telling you this based off my views of mental health going through the system and probably based a little bit off common sense. I'm just telling you, something's got to change here because this country is not heading in the right direction. It, it really isn't. These teachers are crying for help. The students are crying for help. And the adults in the room are sitting on their asses and doing nothing. I don't care if you're in bed with the NRA. I don't care if you're in bed with any lobbyists. Do the right thing. I mean, I'm sick and tired of saying we need change because I I, I feel like I say this every time a tragedy happens. Like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do that. But nothing ever happens. I I do rarely believe that my letter to the senators will ever be read. But it's something. And you say, well, how can I help? What does my vote mean on a national level? may not mean a lot, but you know what you do for your local? You vote for your school boards. You go to your school boards. You bring this up. You say, what is wrong with the system? What are we doing to curve this? And the same goes for adults. Once that child turns 18 and is an adult legally, how is it so easy for him to go buy a weapon, but he... He could have access, he or she could have access to an assault-style weapon, no problem in some states when they turn 18. But when they turn 18, you know how hard it is for them to get a licensed mental health counselor with little to no insurance? It's not that easy, folks. You could sit here and say all you want that, well, you shouldn't. I I know a lot of people, especially that are conservatives with their money, 
They say, well, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. No, you, it should be a basic human right that mental health care is offered. Who knows if we've, who, I mean, if some of these shooters were in therapy, like, I know I'm not speculating here, but I, I the school shooter in Texas, they said that he may have been in therapy, or I don't know, I don't know if that was the, the Texas one or the Buffalo one, but I think it might have been the Buffalo one. Yeah, I think it was the Buffalo one. He was in therapy, and this still happened. Now, well, there's a perfect example. I don't know the whole story. He may have been hospitalized, whatever, but like I said, it needs to be, you need, we need better mental health care in this country, and I say this every podcast. And I know, like, this podcast is about coping, but, like, I, I think activism is part of coping to me, I think. If, you, if we get more people to be an activist on this, I mean, you rarely hear about anything mental health related talk, talked about in the news. They like to feed you the bullshit of the negativity on both sides, liberal and conservative. They like to feed you the bullshit. They like to feed you the negative, but they don't like to feed you the root of the problem, which is mental health. And I hear, I say the statistic, I don't know the exact statistic, but I say this all the time, that people with mental health issues are actually more likely to be victims of violent crime than be the perpetrators, which is true. That, that's a true statement. So why are we, for 80% or whatever, the people that are victims of physical violence that have mental health issues, why aren't we trying to help them? And then why aren't we trying to help the other 20% that are the violent people, trying to get them off the street? It's a, it's a, you know, it's just common sense to me. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, close out the podcast. This is The Coping Cop. Again, thank you for tuning in. This is The Coping Pod. This is Dom Taverna. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to push out one now every couple of weeks. It's. It's. I have a full time, two full time jobs basically. So, I am. Uh, well, actually, one's part time, one's part time, so it's a full time. But I'm. I'm. I'm going all over the place. I'm busy. Uh, I work in industries that make me work a lot. So I'm going to try to push one out. Listen. By the way, I have a new podcast coming out. It's not really a podcast. It's like a radio podcast. It goes along with this, but I'm going to be playing music, talking about like what's going on in the world. Something we all just vibe out to and just relax and try to get our head out of like the negative space that it, I feel like it's just in a negative space now these past couple months. Especially with pride, we're supposed to be in a good mood, and especially last you know last month with mental health month, mental health awareness month with all this going on. I mean, it's just it's it could be too much for you. And if it if it is too much for you, if you're struggling, go get help. There's resources all around. You can go to NAMI. I believe it's NAMI.org. N-A-M-I.org. There's a list of providers out there maybe in your area. Of course, you could go just look, go on Google, wherever you are, search mental health providers. If you can't afford it, there should be some affordable ones by you. And, uh, you know, just if you're feeling like, you know, if you're feeling like that type, call the National Suicide Hotline. Don't be afraid to seek help. You're not less of a person. Believe me. We want you here. The world wants you here. You may not think that, but that's what we, 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 we want you here. And the help is available. It's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Of course, available 24 hours a day. We want you to not do that. We want you to be here on this on this earth. And uh, if you're struggling, that's what I'm here for. That's why I try to make this podcast. Um, 
there's so many ways you can cope. It's just, and it's nothing works for the same person. Or like, I, I worded that wrong. <laughs> not what you do, what I do may not work for you is basically what I'm saying. But there's a plethora of things that you can do. We want you to stay here, stay in the game. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this will be up available on all the places I post this. And uh, until next time, be loved, be safe, have a good one.